1: Greetings Grapple fans, welcome to episode 111, 111 and for any cricket fans out there that means we're on Nelson and you have to hop on one leg for the duration of this podcast uh better rather you than me doing that, because that's a long time to be on one leg. Hey, welcome, anyway, welcome welcome along to the Pro Wrestling Index Podcast right here on the Anfield Index Podcast channel. I, of course, i am Andy Wales, joined as ever by my audio tag team partner, the MVP of free, the none other than my man. Ha ha, it's Guy, ha ha, Drinkle, ha. ha. I haven't done that for a while, guy.
2: Uh yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, but how are you doing, Andy?
1: Hey, I'm not so bad. I'm, I'm not so bad. Uh, Good. Um, are you feeling enamoured and excited at the prospect of TLC?
2: well i put I think I put in the group when some of the matches were getting announced that it 's actually looking like a good card i mean there 's some possible of the worst matches in pay per view history that are going to be on this one uh, I think you 'll guess which one i 'm talking about um, but um yeah i I'm, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to this and we 've already found the pea break. it's it 's great
1: yeah it 's actually in fairness yeah, it does look like it it should be a really good pay per view there are Potentially some really good matches on there, Um, but but the only thing is obviously with these gimmick pay per views is it can be a bit over the top in terms of the gimmicks. Uh, You know, any excuse to have a a ladder match, a tables match, a chairs match, a stairs match, and all that nonsense.
2: Remember the chairs match?
1: (laughs) Yeah, we had. Yeah, it was tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was woeful, But no, in fairness, it, it, uh, it does look like uh, it's going to be a good event and, and fun to watch. So let's get into it. The first one, um, as you mentioned, well, I don't know if this is the one you're on about, but let's get the the shit out of the way first, so to speak. The Mixed Match Challenge Final Match. And try saying that when you've had a few.
2: That wasn't even the one I was on about.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> the, 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 uh, I... I don't know about you, I've not watched a minute of the Mixed Match Challenge this season, or last season.
2: Well, it's on at like 5 in the morning on Facebook, I'm not going to watch that. No,
1: Screw that. I, <laughs> it, it, I, in all honesty, the time in, that it's the time that it's on is irrelevant to me, I've just not really got any interest in watching it anyway. Plus,
2: remember on Room 101, I said one of my things was Mixed Tag Team Matches, so you know... It's literally that's like a cheap plug for an old pod, right? Yeah, I was just going to say a little
1: (laughs) throwback plug there to (laughs) episode one hundred one, which was lots of fun. Uh, If you haven't heard it, go check it out. Episode one hundred one of the the Pro Wrestling Index. Um, so uh, in all honesty, I don't even know who's in it. I'm not even sure they've actually decided that yet. So hey ho, but they're they're trying to make it a bit more interesting by um by adding the stipulation that uh, each member of the winning team will be the last entrant into their respective Royal Rumble. So, um, does that spike your interest at all?
2: Um, it would, have if this Mixed Match Challenge wasn't filled with loads of nobodies. <laughs> <That's about laughs> yeah, I mean, the only one who's interested in there is probably Asker, who's the only person you could think won- could win one, but obviously won last year. I'm not even mm. sure if she's still in it, but I just know I, her and Miz as one of the teams.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I, in all honesty, I have no idea who were even in contention for this match. So uh, I have failure on my part for not doing any kind of um, research on this. But in all honesty, I just couldn't care less. So uh, it's the stipulation. I'm afraid still does nothing for me on this. So uh, yeah, it, I, I'm guessing this is this. This will be somewhere in there to break up like a couple of the main events just to uh, to give the crowd a bit of chance to uh, recuperate and uh, get their lungs back, ready to cheer again.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, is this actually going to be on the pay-per-view or is it going to be on Facebook or
1: what? Uh, well, indications what are that it's going to be on the pay-per-view, but I guess that could all change because... Um, let's get to that match that you did um insinuate towards uh (laughs) because this was supposed to be on the uh, the last pay-per-view but then wasn't um natalia versus ruby riot this time it's going to be a tables match and the closest i've got to having any interest in this was the uh, the promo on raw which was actually uh not entirely boring and Jim Naita, Jim the Anvil out there on a the table, just added that little bit of ooh to it, and and might make it a little bit more interesting. Um, both solid, both solid wrestlers. So it, itself, it should be, you know, a solid match. But it, I don't know, they're just characters. I'm not, I'm struggling to get interested in.
2: Yeah, I could not give. Less of a toss about this match, if I'm honest. I mean, the most disappointed... We were talking on WhatsApp, weren't we? Because I don't know why you were watching, and Because you said you are awake since five. Well, I just couldn't get to sleep, so I was watching it. And it didn't even do that. It couldn't even put me asleep. It was just... Uh, yeah, it's, just it's just a feud I'm just not asked about at all. I mean, as you said, <clears throat> it was meant to be on the last pay-per-view. So the thought that spice it up a bit and whack it in the most packed one... Um, most packed pay-per-view, that isn't one of the big four, so they thought they'd whack it in there, and it's going to hopefully be on the pre-show, but it probably won't, because it'll be, like, the pee-break before the main events, um, yeah, I, I just, I don't give a toss, I mean, I, I I quite like Ruby Riot, yeah, I mean, I I don't really have a connection with Jimmy the Anvil and Ironheart, um,
1: but... I, I do, but I, I'm still not really enamoured by yeah. this, yeah.
2: But I mean, you you said it might it gives you like a, a little smidge of ooh. It's like for me, I I didn't really grow up with a heart foundation or anything like that. So it's just like okay, <laughs> okay, I I get where you're coming from, but I couldn't give a toss. I mean Natalia's. I think we've said many times her, her best role is off screen rather than on screen and it's it's just getting too much now. And Ruby Riot's been stuck in this feud for ages. I mean I the sort the sort you you're kinda wasting the younger talent in the woman women's division on Raw, especially. I mean, Ember Moon well awful <laughs> um so, I mean, you could have easily had Ruby Wright versus Ember Moon. That could have put on a, a better match than this. But, no, I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why they keep using Natalya. It, it's just it's – just, I just don't see the point of it, really.
1: Mm, yeah, I, I think the outcome is kind of inconsequential as well, really. So, yeah, we'll leave that where it is. Uh, Buddy Murphy defending the Cruiserweight Championship against Cedric Alexander uh this was the match that was at that um super showdown hoedown down event in in <laughs> Melbourne which was a, a cracking match and obviously Paddy Murphy going over in his hometown was was a huge moment got a massive pop um I'd expect this to be a great match but as someone who doesn't really watch 205 again it it, it lacks that sort of that in uh, that in, uh, spike in my interest level, you know, really sort of attaching myself emotionally in in any way to this match.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I mean, I, I can appreciate the talent and the skill when they're on, when they're on. Well, they seem to have came back to the main main brand pay views haven't they? So I quite like watching the matches, but it's just I think we've said many times it's just too much. Tech. Like I, it, I watch NXT the odd time, but I mean. You've got, I think it's just on a Wednesday night, you've got NXT UK, NXT, 205, not live. um, And it, it's, just, it's just simply too much. Yeah, I, I mean, Raw's a slog. I mean, at this stage, it'd probably be easy to stop watching Raw and SmackDown and watch the others, but I'm not going to... I probably won't do that. But, um, yeah, I mean, if, if I watch one of the extra shows, I'll probably be lucky. But, I mean, as we are Liverpool fans, there's always midweek football on, isn't there, Andy? So it's not really too yeah. much. It's not too much yeah. spare time with all that jazz. So uh, yeah, it's it's just simply too much. But I, if they if they well if they were on Raw, they'd be booked into Oblivion like everyone else is. But if they were on Main Brand TV, I'd still appreciate it. But it, it, I think it's just too much to go on the network nowadays and watch an extra three hours if you count NXT and NXT UK odd or, or one day. It's just a bit too much.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a fair point. Is that's it with <clears throat> with so much TV and other shows? I, I still do keep up with the NXT. I do enjoy them, but um, the others, I, it's just finding the time, and it can be a bit difficult. So, and <clears throat> the the beauty of uh, of recording uh, Raw and SmackDown is often being able to fast forward through <laughs> them because that's what exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, uh, we, as we said, we were watching um, Raw, weren't we, live, and you were just like, I, I want to fast forward this. <laughs> it's just not happening. It's just not happening. I mean, but yeah, I mean, uh, this this will undoubtedly be a match. It, you just got to hope it gets um, the right amount of time like it did in Australia, because then it can really be one of the matches of the night, but I imagine it'll be in the pre-show. Um, and... It, it, well, if it's on the pre-show, it'll get more time at least, I suppose. But uh, it won't have the fans in the building to create an atmosphere and stuff. So, kind of a bit of bittersweet there. But I think it, I think it'll be good match, and it, it's an undoubtedly safe pair of hands. it will just see what they can do in ten and fifteen minutes.
1: Yeah, as as you, as you mentioned, you know, watching Raw live used to be um, a bit of a novelty, and it was enjoyable. But uh, now. It's it's much easier to to watch it afterwards, so you can fast through fast forward through all the guff. But anyway, onto the SmackDown tag team titles: uh, the Bar versus New Day uh, versus the Usos triple threat tag team match. This could be <clears throat> it could be a really good match. It could be, but then again, my issue here is I've seen these three teams together for so much for so long that I'm really losing interest and, and i am a, a tag team enthusiast sh- shall we say
2: yeah i mean that I've, I've really liked well at the start of the these three teams run i liked them but as you say it's just very very oversaturated now i mean the bar Oh God! I just remembered what happened at Survivor Series. <laughs> um, yeah, the bar's been since they've gone to SmackDown. It's just—I know they're the champions and stuff, but they've been booked horrendously. New Day. I'm not sure if this is an American versus British thing, but I, I think British people tend to be. Or the British people we spoke to—I think you're going off them. I'm going off them. I think a few others are in the group. It might be something to put in there, but just go i am just going off them so much. They're just getting. More cheesy, more corny by the day, I think. I've stopped caring. Like I appreciate your mint, and I can see why people still like you, but it's just been too much, and something needs to change. And I know they'll make money and stuff like that, but sometimes you got—I mean, you're getting seven hundred bazillion dollars off off Fox on that on that show alone. So, you might as well sacrifice a bit of merch and make the new day interesting again. Um, and the Usos. I mean, since they did their heel turn, I thought it wouldn't work. It worked and they had an amazing feud with the New Day. But since then, again, they just just kind of went into the background. Had a, 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 a apparently they had a feud with Sanity, which I can't remember <laughs> um, uh, that well. And yeah, it, the SmackDown, the SmackDown Tag Team Division, it 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 really needed to It really needs to introduce some new blood. Whether that somehow
1: oh sanity them. that that, that then now there's some new blood. You remember <laughs> them? They they sort of joined and then they disappeared. Then they came back for a couple of weeks and disappeared again. Does uh, the club Gallows and Anderson remember they joined? I actually forgot mm. at one point that they were on SmackDown. So don't forget, uh,
2: the, don't forget the colons.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the colons with their colo- colonic irrigation.
2: Yeah. Yeah, SmackDown I think SmackDown yeah, just trying. needs it just needs refreshing. I mean, sanity I, God knows. I mean, well, only Vince knows why they're not on telly, let's be honest. But I mean, they might be better suited to Raw. You could put the revival on SmackDown and hopefully the SmackDown writers aren't that bad compared to the Raw ones, cuz that'd be interesting at least. You've got the Bludgeon Brothers hopefully back sooner rather than later. Um Cause they, they, I think they, I think they'd add some a new down I know their title game wasn't that great, but I mean they had no one to work with, as we've been saying. It, I think there's, there, there is talent there, but unfortunately it's being misused, or it's injured, or it's on the wrong show. Cause I mean, I know we have to wait for the draft, which will be after WrestleMania, will it? But hopefully you see, you see um, the revival go on SmackDown, and well. Keep the Lucha bloody house party away from them. I mean, if Seth Rollins is calling that crap, you know something's going wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that whole thing with the Seth Rollins promo—I, <clears throat> sorry to go off on a tangent, but I—I don't—I don't think that was too good. That was—I think that was a kind of a little, um, you know a veiled sort of dig at the internet community, shall we speak, uh, shall we say, uh, yeah, somewhat I'm along sure. them lines, you know, a little sort of dig towards, you know, we we know what you're saying, ha, 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 ha and we're basically, we're going to um, work it into the storyline and then find a way of um, stomping all over your opinions.
2: <clears throat> ah, WW never do that. <laughs> mm.
1: Never. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So, so we we've seen it endless amounts of times in all different variations. Um, who do you think is going to come out on top then? Who's who's going to leave the the tag team champions?
2: Oh God. Um, I'll say the Usos for randomness.
1: Hmm. Uh, see. Yeah, I I I will say that the bar will retain. I don't know why.
2: This is how much we care about this match. Yeah. I couldn't tell you it's why. It's a real,
1: real shame. I couldn't tell you
2: why. I'd say the Usos would win, but it, it's just random.
1: <laughs> mm, a bit like, yeah. A bit like some of the, uh, the the creative directions is a bit random. But anyway, next up, Elias and Bobby Lashley. Uh, so we'll get uh, my man out on the... <laughs> <clears throat> on, on, the ringside doing his annoying stuff uh, and this is going to be a ladder match a guitar is going to be suspended above the ring and the first person to retrieve it gets to use it as a weapon really um really sort of um digging deep into the uh the realms of jeff jarrett back in the 90s there with that one is this um
2: russo level <laughs> wcw crap
1: no, no no! This is uh, Jeff Jarrett when he was when when he was first in WWE as oh, the country God. music star, Double J, J <laughs> E Double F J A Double R E Double
2: T. <sighs> this all sounds awful,
1: Andy. It was awful, <laughs> and this match will probably be quite awful because Bobby Lashley is just so damn boring.
2: I mean, he's that boring. He's making... Like, Leo Rush is there to be annoying, but I'm still more annoyed that Bobby Lashley's boring than Leo Rush's on purpose being annoying. That's how bad he is. I, 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 he's just, what? What is What is he? I mean, wh- why did they make him speak still? Why? He's awful. I mean, you've got the most charismatic bloke on one side of the feud. You've got the most annoying new manager. Whatever the hell you're going to call it. Hype man, that's what it's called. You've got him being purposefully annoying. And I can only focus on him because he's so boring. How does that work? I mm-hmm. love Elias, and he's ruining an Elias. I, Elias has been funny sometimes. But still, Bobby Lashley's just breaking this. He's just ruining it. And I'm not sure what the plan was for Bobby Lashley. Like, I think the heel turn was the right decision because, I mean, he's never going to get anyone to like him. <clears throat> um, but, I mean, what, who's, who's he ruined since he came back?
0: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once.
2: Sammy's Zayn, Kevin Owens, a lie. That's literally three of my most favourite blokes in the company. And yeah. he beat Roman Reigns for some reason, then lost to Roman Reigns when it actually mattered. I mean, we almost had Bobby Lashley against Brock Lesnar. Imagine how boring that would have been. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. But no, I mean, I, I, we, I think we both know Bobby Lashley's going to win this match. And it, it's just going to be horrendous. And they, they really need to get you just need to limit him on telly. Like, I don't know how much they're paying him, but it's a waste of money.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, this is this is my thing. Look, the, the guy, yeah, he looks incredible. He looks absolutely incredible. He's an absolute beast. He's a legitimate beast as well. You no, know, he, he's fought in MMA. But he's 42 years old. Oh, he's God. not the future. Uh, and he's his profile is not exactly huge. So he's not even the now. He is the past. He was, he was a genuine new hope when he first came in. He never really got to much because, unfortunately, for all he looks great and he does have some skills, he's not the most fluid worker in the ring, and he is a charisma vacuum. There's, I'm afraid, there's no two ways about it. And at 42 years old, it just, there's no point. I really don't see the upside to this. recruiting someone past 40 like this who doesn't really bring an awful lot to the product. So I think they've got to, at some point in the very near future, look at this and think, okay, mm, we tried it. It hasn't really worked. Probably best to uh, to call it a day. Uh, That is my honest feeling. And, And this match, much like Natalia Ruby Riot, it feels inconsequential. The only consequences to this are if Elias comes out of this looking pretty bad. Because Elias mm. is a part of the future. So, yeah.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that, that's the worry, Andy, is, is the long-term damage they can do to Elias. cost? as you say, he is the future. And he, he, he's developed very quickly from one of the weirdest call-ups that could have been possible because he was pretty much crap on NXT to being one of the most over people in the company. It, it, it's quite staggering the progress he's made, and I'm not sure how old he actually is, but I mean, he may not be, he, well, he may popularly get to a, a main event or something like that, but he's you de- he can definitely see up a card future in him, or I can at least, um, so yeah, I mean, if if they start feeding Bobby Lashley, I mean, you've got so many people ahead of him in the pecking order. I, especially that he's a heel. I mean, you've got Drew McIntyre who's just taken the piss. You have got Brock Lesnar, got Drew uh, uh, Dean Ambrose. Um, it, 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 he's just so far down on that list. And um, yeah, I mean, if you feed, if you're feeding Bobby Lashley the likes of Elias, it, it's just it's just stupid. It, it it simply is stupid. I mean, you've already fed. As I mentioned earlier, you've already fed Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens to them, and there Kevin Owens was before all that bloody nonsense. When he lost his title, he was one of the best things in the company, and since that moment, he's been booked like shit. Uh, and now he's obviously injured. But yeah, I mean, you've you've already fed so many people to Bobby Lashley. It's not helping. Just let Elias live.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's he's actually. Uh, I just checked it out. He's actually he's thirty one years old. Yeah. And and he's not long-term 31 years old. So in terms of pro, uh, pro wrestling, you know, he's around anywhere sort of late 20s to mid 30s is like peak age. Yeah. <clears throat> and some going obviously beyond that and touching 40. But once you get into the 40s, then it's injuries, you slow up. Uh, so it's he's in them peak years. He has risen to prominence. He he took the ball and ran with it. You know, reached for the brass rings and all them bloody cliches that we've heard so often uh, linked in with WWE. So he's doing well, but I, I think like you said, look, you know, I, I don't think he, he is genuinely main event, but upper mid card level, you know, in and around just below that, it, you know, just below that main event. He absolutely is there. He has, a, he just connects with the crowd, whether he's been a baby face or a heel, he connects with the crowd He's got something about him, so you know. For me, it makes more sense to invest in someone like Elias than it does in someone like Bobby Lashley. And yeah, you know, I, I, and i just—it's just the fact of the matter. It's you know, age, charisma. Yeah, that's you've you've really got to get behind the younger guy who's more charismatic for me. But hey, oh, you know. It is what it is. Anyway, we'll keep moving on because there's, there's plenty to get through a Finn Balor, Drew McIntyre, uh, not an awful lot of backstory on this. Um, being a little odd, I find the last few weeks with Drew McIntyre, I think it's kind of took a little bit of shine off him. I, I don't particularly like, um, the way they've split Drew and, uh, Dolph Ziggler. I, I, I thought that was a bit rushed and not, not the best and the matches we've had between them, you know, being kind of throwaway. Um, but these two, I think they'll put on a heck of a match. I'll enjoy it. And both of these have, have that potential of being in and around that main event still.
2: Yeah. Um, drew, especially because he hasn't been booked like shit for years. (laughs) Um, uh, this could this could potentially be match of the night for me. Up uh, potentially, um, it, it, it's got the two. It's got two right guys. Uh, Finn, albeit not great character wise. Um, it's just it, it's just um, it's quite intriguing. As you said, it's not really had the best build. It's kind of just stemmed from. Um, Survivor Series, isn't it? And, and the bit before that, when he helped him and stuff. So I mean, I think it was booked before Survivor Series, actually. But um, yeah, it, it, it's got it's got the potential to be a very good match. It just doesn't really have the depth of story to be up there. But I mean, in in another universe, this could have been a brilliant um intercontinental title match um I, I i think um so i was kind of intrigued when seth versus corbin was i thought he, like he may have changed it to drew or something like that at last second but no i mean um it, it, it's it, i think it'll be a good match i mean does it have a does it have a stipulation or no I'll say
1: no. <laughs> uh, no, no, there's no stipulation on it. I was just, sorry, I was just checking. I, was checking that actually. I didn't think there was, but no. No, there's no stipulation to it. Obviously, it's just a bit of a match, but yeah, yeah. The, the, this is the thing, isn't it? Finn Balor has been booked so badly over the, the past year or so that at this juncture, I, I would suggest having a, having a roster change and having Finn and AJ Styles switched over, I, I think it would be, Good for both of them and bo- uh, good for both shows as well.
2: Yeah, especially if it I mean, got a bit off on a tangent. But if AJ wants a uh, smaller part to play, yeah, reduce, it fits the bill, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, reduce schedule. Yeah, yeah, re- yeah, that's the word. Uh, that's the wording I was after. But that 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 makes sense because Finn he, he's probably on every week, but he doesn't have the biggest role. So you can you can roll in AJ Styles into into a feud for a couple of months, and then you can have it off, can't he? Um, so it yeah. th- it definitely makes sense, and then Finn can be a workhorse on SmackDown and well he, he from main, from main event to midcard, he, he'd be perfect on that roster, whoever you put him against. So it, it definitely makes sense long-term for them to swap. Um,
1: I'll just, sorry, for me, yeah, Finn would go on to, if Finn goes on to SmackDown for me, he's in there, he's in the main event. He, oh, you yeah, imagine yeah. Finn Balor, and Daniel Bryan, it just you know, you could see some fantastic matches, but also it freshens it up. There's other new, fresh matches that you've got there available. AJ coming over to to Raw, yeah, like you said, he doesn't have to be on every week because he is a main event talent, and he's and he's recognised and seen as main event. He doesn't need to be involved in that title picture because, hey, you know, y- your main title on Raw isn't even on TV anymore. <laughs> you know, you, it's it's seen about sort of half a dozen times a year. So you don't need to see him in that kind of a picture, and he doesn't need to be in feuds uh, week in week out to keep him there. It's just, for me, it's something that makes sense for both shores, for both guys to freshen both sides. There's a whole new things available to you, uh, and uh, and to draw it back into this match, I, I think this is kind of needed because, really speaking, you can only see one winner from this, really, because. Mm. not necessarily who gets their hand raised after this match, however they decide to do it, but the real winner coming out of any kind of however you want to proportion this as a feud is going to be Drew McIntyre. He's got to come out of it stronger because he's the guy they're getting behind. And Mm -hmm. again, it's just another one on the list for Finn Balor where he's been used to make somebody else look stronger. And you know, ideally, yeah, you you know they both come out of it looking good, and you're putting the other guy over in every way and all the rest of it. But it always seems to be that Finn Balor is coming out a little weaker than he went in on everything on raw, and I think he needs that change up. And because Drew McIntyre, yeah, he is, he looks like he's going on to bigger and better things, which is which is great. But Finn Balor needs something different. And as good as I think this match will be, th- something needs to happen quite soon for Finn.
2: Yeah, I mean, we—I think we talked about with the revival of Smidge and Sanity, didn't we? Uh, it, it's a similar boat. He's—he's he's very much lost in the pack, lost in the shuffle, um, on Raw. And if he went to SmackDown, I'm, it depends how Fox impacts it that much. But if he went to if he went to SmackDown in the current climate, he goes from. Pretty much a nobody. Let's be fair. It, well, the way they're booking it, pretty much a nobody. And then he goes into SmackDown, and he'll be even if it wasn't for AJ Styles, he'd be the second biggest face on the si- on the blue side. I mean, you've got Rey Mysterio and all that jazz, but I mean, he's like a hundred years old. <laughs> so I mean, long term, it, it'd probably be AJ, AJ, and, and Finn who were the top two faces on, on that side. If if he just swapped him for nobody, but I mean, even if you swap Seth out. He'd be the bi- he'd probably be the biggest face. It's um, not Seth. Um, if you swapped AJ and Finn, it, he'd probably be the biggest face on that side, especially the one with the most potential. I mean, it, it, I think it, it just makes too much sense. But I mean, <laughs> well, I think we've been saying that for a couple of years now, haven't we? Andy, so that's probably the worry.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sense, logic, and all them things don't necessarily fit with WWE. Um, Next one up, uh, let's go to uh, Ronda Rousey and Nia Jax for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, And a a slight little bit of a a spoiler alert here. We're going to be doing a best of, worst of 2018 for everything that comes under the WWE umbrella. So that can include NXT, NXT UK, 205 and the main roster. So we're going to be doing the best of worst of 2018 show uh, in that will be out probably in a week or in a couple of weeks. So on pw underscore index our Twitter account, uh, we've put something out about that. Please do get involved, get your suggestions in, and, and my spoiler alert to this is um, Nia Jax is going to be a contender in there, and I won't say quite in which category, but um, Nia Jax, Ronda Rousey. I've got to say, Guy, I am not interested in this one-eye order because, because Nia Jax, I'm afraid, just because it's Nia Jax and her character, her promos and matches, just not not good. And this is really not gelling very well for me at all.
2: Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just pointless. I mean, they've built this... Of Nia accidentally ruining the main event of the pay-per-view, which makes sense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it's just all—I mean, we all know. I mean, if Nia wins this somehow, I imagine people may riot a bit because Nia is very boring. She's a lot... Well, they've put together the two most boring women in the division uh, with Tamina. Um. And God, it's just it's just terrible all round. I mean, we 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 well, I I know why they put it as Nia because I mean, I I imagine they're going to build up the women's tag team division and stuff like that. But um, yeah, nobody cares. I mean, we've just had—we've probably had the max potential of Ronda Rousey there when when they were building the Becky stuff. I know it was very last minute, and then obviously um, the fallout of the Charlotte stuff because of the injury and stuff. We've seen what the potential could be with Ronda in a proper feud. In this one, you you just you just don't see anything. You just, you just don't feel anything in the, in terms of this feud. It's just. Oh, it's just—it's just a bit pointless, really. And I—I I know they've got to put it on the card. They've got to get Randa on the card, but I mean, they, this is just—it's just—it's just all filler, isn't it? It's filler till we get back to the Charlotte and Becky stuff, and it's a shame they're on different shows, obviously. But I mean, it just kind of—it's just a shame how much they've wasted the proper talent on Raw.
1: Yeah, let's be honest. Three hours of Raw, probably two hours and forty minutes of it is filler. And well, yeah. And the last three or four weeks of Raw have been amongst the worst television, worst WWE television I've seen in recent, for as long as I can remember. I'm sure there's probably worse, but offhand I can't quite remember it. Certainly in recent times, it's been just awful, just literally filler. And it's not interesting filler at all, nothing. It's just really nondescript. Uh, and Some of it I should be interested in, but I'm not, and we'll get to that. But yeah, Ronda, Rousey, Nia Jax, it, it is, it's filler. And yeah. they try to capitalize on this whole thing with Nia and Becky Lynch. And I can understand them capitalizing on it, but I don't know. It, it doesn't do it for me. And let's just see Ronda win and move on because... She needs to get onto more interesting topics than this one, and, yeah. and perhaps then Nia Jax can can have a little feud with uh, with Ember Moon because obviously she betrayed her as a friend and no, blah we, blah we, blah. We, no, we,
2: we don't need that. Yeah, well, <laughs> we, em, sure Ember, Ember doesn't need that. Andy. <laughs> well, Ember doesn't need that.
1: No, but you know, they've got to use her. Ah, uh, yeah. Anyway, look, you mentioned Becky Lynch, uh, Charlotte Flair, obviously. That somewhere sits in the future for Ronda Rousey. So we've got Becky Lynch, uh, Charlotte Flair and Asuka in a triple threat for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, obviously this does have backstory. This has been high profile. Becky Lynch is killing it on social media. She is the man. She is just fantastic. Um, I think, I think we have seen that double turn um not done quite as you know as swiftly as as I'd have mentioned in the in the realms of um within the confines of the uh of the ropes of doing it in the squared circle they've done it slightly differently but I think we we have seen this turn now uh, of Charlotte stepping into the the heel roll and Becky taking on the the anti hero uh, Babyface, and we've got Asuka into the mix as well. I've got to say, guy, I, I've got very high expectations for this as a match. I think it's going to be superb. And the the thing, the added thing to this as well is, I think um, there are multiple ways that they can take this. You know, that in terms of where the belt goes at the end of this match, there are different directions, and there are justifiable reasons for doing each of them. So there's it's not predictable and that, that itself is a good thing as well as what we'd expected from the match quality.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think this is, I, I think this will be my pick of the match for the, of the night, because as you say, I think, it, I think anyone can win. Um, and the fact that it's a TL, the first women's TLC match with the three best workers on SmackDown, probably, probably three of the best in the company, let's be honest. Um, I think it's just limitless how how good they can do, and this this for me is the real main event of the show. Um, I know we've got Daniel Bryan versus AJ, but for me, this is this is going to steal the show. Um, and it has to. Uh, well, I think it will. It doesn't have to. I think it just will. I mean, we've already we've seen Becky and Charlotte already steal a few shows. Adding Oscar in there, who I, she'll probably have a point to prove because she's she's obviously been booked craply since WrestleMania as well. Um. It, I think it, I think it, I think it's going to be brilliant, and I think Oscar's going to win, Andy.
1: I, th- I think I, th- you know, I think that's an interesting shout tonight, and, and I've uh, heard a few people actually say that they think, uh, as the surprise element and the way of doing it slightly differently, some people are expecting Asuka to win it, and <clears throat> it certainly it's it certainly does make some sense. I. I think I'm more along the lines of um, expecting Charlotte to win this and Asuka, from WWE's perspective, has basically just been added to the match to take the pinfall. Which, when you think of uh, the run that Asuka had through NXT and early WWE well, main roster... will be
2: on a ladder if it's a TLC match. Be strong up
1: Oh, God. Um... Oh God, yeah, that's a that's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good. That's, no, that's a good point, actually. I, I was thinking, yeah, they use her as 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 the person to to get beaten, but oh God, yeah, that's a very good point, And yeah, thanks for embarrassing me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to edit that out. Andy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, <clears throat> that, shit on your itself, Yeah, <laughs> but then yeah, I suppose adding Asuka to it just you know it gives a different dimension to it as well. Um, or maybe as a way of, again, of somebody else being responsible for the, for the title change, you know, the switch over and it just releases Becky to win the, the Royal rumble and then go after Ronda Rousey Mm -hmm. in theory. But who knows? Uh, th- this is a thing because you could have Becky retain, you could have Charlotte win the Royal Rumble and want to go after Ronda, but Becky still wants Ronda. Um, we could have we we could have Asuka win it, and Charlotte and Becky we have double winners of the Royal Rumble who both want to go after Ronda. You know yeah. there are so many different possibilities and permutations yeah. to yeah. this.
2: My only concern with Asuka winning, I don't see where she personally goes from there. Um unless it unless they want to do a rematch with Charlotte, which would be quite good, because obviously their match at last year's WrestleMania was very good. Um possibly a bit of a weird ending, but it was a still very good match, so I w I wouldn't mind seeing that. But as you say as you say, I think we both agree that Charlotte's probably going to get put into this Ronda rousey Becky Lynch stuff, just cos. She, she's the goal, She's the golden child of the women's division. So I, th- I think my that'd be my main concern if they had Oscar win. Like I'd love Oscar to win, but outside of them three, the SmackDown's women division is awful. <laughs> uh, it, it is,
1: yeah. I, um, unfortunately, yeah. yes, it is.
2: Unless they're gonna, do, I mean, it would be awful. But the only other thing I could say is if they have her versus Naomi they were obviously tag team and it would be awful and it would kill that division but um yeah but say, say if they do it properly and in my head this is properly if they had Asuka versus Charlotte again as a feud which can build up to um to Wrestlemania um and then Becky versus um Ronda at Wrestlemania I think that would probably be the best way to do it but I mean Smackdown definitely needs an influx of um of women's talent as well or top end talent
1: yeah, I, I suppose the only other way is that, um, you know, to to make up the TV up until after the Rumble, you could have, if Asuka was to win it, is you could have uh, Charlotte and, and Becky wanting to get, you know, wanting to get that title off Asuka and costing each other along the way. Yeah. And that's your TV that takes you and then you get past. And then, you, say, you get to the Rumble. You We could have the whole double winner situation, which we've only seen a couple of times before. Uh, and then that gives them something new to go for. Then you would then have the situation of, okay, so if Asuka's got the title and Charlotte and Becky are both going after Ronda, what do you have on SmackDown? And that's where, unless it's Nikki Cross, who we've seen once, um. yeah, it, it doesn't look too good. But just on this match then, <clears throat> I think whatever happens, however they do it, there's so many different variations. I mean, Becky could just retain a title and yeah. uh, Becky carry on being Becky which, and she is the hottest thing in the business right now. It, this should be a great match. There's no two ways about it. And like, like you guy. I would, if I was to put money on anything being match of the night, I think it would be this one.
2: Yeah, and it's it, it's easy to see why. I mean, when you when we've seen the best women in the business, in in WWE put it put in the ring together, they they do tend to steal the show. And as I said, these these are three of the best, certainly the three best on SmackDown. And I mean, the only one or the other two you could probably put in, or three possibly in that in that bracket on the main roster is um, Sasha, Bailey, and Ember Moon.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm. I was just, I'm just trying to think of anyone else. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's it. It is. It is tough. And th- there's a case then for Sasha and Bailey, or or one or the other, to make that move across to SmackDown, and just to have a title to go after. <clears throat> because obviously, mm-hmm. once you get the Rumble out of the way, it's gonna be. It's the expectation is it's going to be about Ronda, Becky, Charlotte. And if there's titles, you know, if two out of the three have got titles as well, it doesn't leave an awful lot storyline-wise for everybody else. So uh, it'll certainly be interesting to see what they do. Um, You've mentioned Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, WWE title match. It's a rematch. Um, I, I, I don't think it's... A big surprise, you know. The expectation is that Daniel Bryan will retain the title. Um, obviously, it's a new push. It's a new Daniel Bryan, a new heel Daniel Bryan, which which I, I liked his eco warrior uh, promo. Uh, and AJ is looking for is, is room to be looking for a slightly reduced schedule. So, although, guy, we we are pretty certain of what the outcome will be. I'd expect this to be another great match between these two. Lots of fun.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, any, well, any other card would probably say this would be match of the night, but it, it it's definitely going to be brilliant. Because um, I think, we've said this in the past with AJ vs Nakamura and AJ vs Joe, um, but I think it's proven, or now it's proven, like they didn't at first, but it's now proven that they're back they obviously back Daniel Bryan and they they're definitely back AJ Styles so I think the fact that these two have, have support from the back, the, the background people and the higher ups, they, these will now get they won't get the main event because no, Smackdown can't have the main event of any pay-per-view <laughs> but um, it's, uh, they, they. I think they'll be trusted to have a solid 20, 20 odd minute match or 20 plus minute match even whereas I think with any any other or most other people on SmackDown outside of like Randy Orton and possibly Rey Mysterio, you you're gonna get you're gonna get people who are probably more Triple H's guys than Vince's guys. So I think um, th- this should this should be one of this should be one of the best WWE title matches we've seen in a while for me.
1: Yeah, it should like you say it should be a lot of fun, really, really good. One for the purists to enjoy, a great wrestling match, and and that is despite what we you know, high expectations of of what the the outcome will be. Just enjoy it for what it is. Um. Next up, then we've we've only got. Uh, just looking at the card, there's only a couple of matches left. So let's get to Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin in a TLC match, where if Braun Strowman wins, uh, Baron Corbin will be stripped of all uh, authoritative power and Strowman will receive a Universal Championship match at the Royal Rumble. But if Baron Corbin wins, he becomes the full-time permanent general manager of Raw. Uh, the added caveat to this is that uh, Braun Strowman legit had a surgery. Um, I can't remember which arm it was, whatever. But he had some uh, surgery to, receive, to remove some bone spurs, So. The uh, the storyline is that Braun Strowman might not even turn up, but of course he will be there, and this will be your smoke and mirrors match for the night, guy.
2: Um, yeah, this well, it's gonna be, it's not gonna be the. Let's say it goes on last rather than the main event. Oh, it doesn't. Deserve, God, I
1: hope not. It
2: is. It's gonna go on last, and they're gonna build it up as they're either gonna have Braun Strowman come out and be. The big face of the company, or they're gonna surprise us with something stupid like Kurt Angle.
1: Um, that that would be that is my guess is that Kurt Angle is gonna make an appearance here because of the way that he was dispatched and mm. the way that Baron Corbin's referred to him and whatnot. My guess is we'll have Kurt Angle come in and cost Baron Corbin. That that's my guess.
2: I mean, I'd accept it, cause. I don't really like Baron Corbin and obviously it's just on screen, but it's obviously being booked this way deliberately for the storyline purposes, but I need the story to end. So raw is at least got a decent hour of television because with all the confused booking. They've put down the storyline reasons. It's just unbearable as we've said throughout the show. So we need, yeah, it's just, it's just horrendous. Um, I mean it's the, the just wish, it's just another wish. sorry
1: it's just another heel authority figure and it's just they've done it so many times you know the Miss <clears throat> the Mr McMahon character the original Mr McMahon versus Stone Cold thing and then with the rock in there as well it was magic dust but it was magic then with them people and you can't keep trying to recreate that magic with other people because it doesn't always work and There's a couple of you keep times trying, worked, it, and trying it? it and trying it and trying it and trying it and trying it yeah and over and over and with Eric Bischoff that yeah, worked for say, a period yeah. yeah it's you just haven't you have to have the right people but you can't keep doing it over and over and over and over because we've seen it so many times that it's not fresh it's not exciting and Baron Corbin is not exciting <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, if if the GM's not a huge personality... Like, obviously, Kurt Angle's a huge personality. It's, it's kind of similar with Mick Foley. But they were just there, and obviously they had um, on-screen fractures with, with Stephanie, who's the commissioner or some crap like that, which made sense. But you've got Baron Corbin, who nobody liked as a wrestler, and then you made him GM. It's like... Eh? Okay. I I, I think... Unless the unless the GM is a huge character like your Stephanie who can who's what well she can get heat on uh, from anything and ev- anything Triple H when he's a heel he, he can do it as well so that made sense I know the, the authority got very stale and horrendous pretty quickly but it made sense for them to be doing it but for me a GM who's not a huge character like that should just be done like Page it should just be just there like people like her. Um, and she just announces stuff. That's pretty much it. Whereas Raw, it, it's just it's just a bit of a confused mess for this reason, and it, it makes no sense. I mean, you you could build up Drew, Bobby, and even if you wanted Baron Corbin as just a a figure, a, a heel figure who's part of the GM team or some shit like that, you could obviously build that up as well. But the fact that it's so ingrained in all the storylines, it's just kind of really stupid.
1: Yeah, and, and guy you mentioned before we started recording, uh, there's rumours that we may even see Bray Wyatt return in some capacity in this as well. Love it, love yeah. it. I'd love Not it. Not personally, oh, I can't say I've missed Bray Wyatt.
2: I have because it annoys it annoys more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's why I ordered.
2: But I mean, it'd be interesting to see him finally have a different-ish character, but. I mean, I think we've said it many times, the damage has been done, like, long, long Yeah, the damage long, 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 long was done long about long three time. years ago. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, it'd be interesting. It's an easy pop if you cost Baron Corbin, because, as I said, nobody likes him. <laughs> but
1: Yeah, um, then yeah. I, I would expect them just maybe to do it the other way, though. What, with
2: you know? Kurt or Braun actually coming out?
1: Well, they him? could do it the other way with Kurt. That would be that you're going for the surprise that, that you know... It's a great idea, you know, as as an initial pop, but then what do you do after it? And I don't think they think things through beyond maybe one or two weeks. Uh, And the whole Bray Wyatt thing, just the same. You know, Bray comes out Mm. and then uh, tries to return to being a heel again that everyone got incredibly bored of. Um,
2: Well, do you think think Braun's going to win it one way or another? Because obviously if he wins, he's got Brock at Royal Rumble, which makes... A lot of boring sense, um, but I mean, do, do you think they will do Braun? Because I mean, it, it, it just makes so much sense for me.
1: <laughs> the The only positive positive thing I could say from this is I can actually see both sides. You c- you can see both outcomes. You can see Braun winning and getting that match because it does make sense. And obviously, then taking Corbin off because of the way that they built up the recent weeks, taking him off TV, then that would make sense. But you can also see it the other way that them going full on for Corbin as an active GM who can still have matches, albeit pretty crap ones, and costing Strowman and all that. You you can see out, uh, both outcomes. Um, you're
2: using C loosely there Andy because I won't be watching
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah the Strowman Strowman going over and having the title match at Royal Rumble makes sense but only really makes sense if you're going to do the title switch and I'm not certain that they will because my guess and here's my early plug my early prediction is I've got this theory that the reason that they took the title off AJ, not just for the surprise factor and whatnot at Survivor Series, it was so that they didn't give us um, AJ Styles versus um, Brock Brock Lesnar 2, and they want that at WrestleMania. That is going to be our WrestleMania match.
2: So is AJ your pick for the Royal Rumble?
1: Well, this is the thing then. So it would make sense in that, that if Braun Strowman wins... This match against Baron Corbin goes on to the Rumble and wins the title. And then you can have AJ versus Brock Lesnar as a match at WrestleMania. It doesn't need the title to be a big deal. And then that's how we have um, AJ versus Brock two, And there's no title involved as well. Okay. There's a, there, now that is a possibility. Or you could have AJ win the Rumble and decide to go after Brock. And then that's how you have AJ move over to Raw. Again, again, there's so many different things, but uh, that is my little theory as to why we had the title switch before um, before Survivor Series, so that they could save this match. Because if you watch that 365 documentary on AJ Styles, that that was something that came out of it for me. The the, the huge amount of respect between Les uh, that Lesnar has for AJ, uh, and the the eulogy, the um, the speech that. <laughs> that Paul Heyman yeah. made on on AJ Styles. Um, the, there's a I say there's a strong desire for them for them to work together, and I think WWE see from that as well is there's there's potential to make this a big thing, and then AJ, you know, getting the win over Brock. That's that's a big thing, isn't it? So it's just it'd be a certainly
2: interesting. I mean, I think. I think it'll be... Well, the rumours I've seen on the internet... But, I mean, wrestling rumours seem to have... About as much credibility as I do... As a wrestling journalist... Which is zero. Because <laughs> I just do a podcast now and then. But... Um, yeah, I mean... I think there's a few theories that it'll either be... Drew versus Braun... Uh, Seth versus Brock... Which makes sense. Um, but I, I quite like... The, I quite like the AJ shout. Especially... If, if he, I mean, we've, we've already said it would make sense for him moving to Raw, but I mean, it might it'd be an easy way to do it if he, if he went on to face, um, Lesnar at WrestleMania for the Universal title. So I quite like that as an outside, outside shout. Andy. I know you said maybe as a non-title match, but either way, I, I quite like that as a shout because it, it gives something AJ to do after. I mean, we I think we both presume that Brian's going to win the WWE title, uh, retain the WWE title. So it gives something AJ to do. Um, but I I could really see AJ winning the the Royal Rumble because, well, I mean he he's one of the best booked and deservedly so people in the company at the minute, and yeah. um, we'll obviously do a proper preview for the Rumble um, in the new year and stuff. But um, yeah, I, it it I think th- this might be one of the most exciting Royal Rumbles going because there's lo- there's loads of different theories you could do.
1: Yeah, the more I think about it, actually, yeah, as a way to facilitate. Um... AJ moving across yeah you could i mean that the ideal thing then would be maybe Finn Balor having s- somewhere something happening from the SmackDown side that costs him and then then we get the switch over yep. you know AJ wins a rumble and decides to go after Lesnar he wants to have that match because they didn't have the match at Survivor Series and he wants that win over him so it's there's <clears throat> i, I think there's there's lots there to work with um yeah I, Might have stumbled onto something there anyway.
2: It'd be great when we get Braun versus Brock again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, last one to talk about. Uh, Seth Rollins defending the Intercontinental Championship (laughs) against Dean Ambrose. Now, this is a match I should be really, really excited about. And the... I I should be. I say I should be, but I'm not. Mm. I... I have been really, really disappointed at the turn of Dean Ambrose. Now we 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 said for a while we thought it was gonna be a slow burner. We all expected Dean Ambrose to turn heel, but we thought it was gonna be a slow burner. I think the consequence I, I think the, the circumstances of the illness to Roman Reigns made them kind of switch up their plans, maybe bring it forward because they felt, you know, this would be the most impactful night to turn in, which I, I think, you know, was, was a a totally sound decision and an understandable one it certainly had massive impact and it you know in in that in that way yeah it made sense to do it uh, and the turn itself really had you know had feeling behind it and you could you could tell it really hit people because of that genuine uh, illness for Roman Reigns but I've got to say Guy ever since then I have been hugely, hugely disappointed with Ambrose as a heel. It's certainly not what I was expecting. Uh, and for him to turn and then come out with these, you know, the, you people kind oh, of God. promos, you know, that people stink, the stench. R- like, really? Is is it that low that they've got to go? I To this point, I'm. I'm now thinking that's it. Dean Ambrose is nothing more than a mid card player.
2: Um, he's certainly been booked that way. Um, I mean, I think we we kind of we're not the biggest fans of him. Anyway, I think that's fair to say. I think he should. I think might. I mean. I, when he was turned, I thought this could be what propels him back to that main event. I mean, on SmackDown it worked, but on Raw, I don't think it was ever going to work as, as, as a champion. But I think when, when he turned here, we're thinking, okay, this will allow him to shine. It'll go back to him being mental Dean Ambrose, or psychotic Dean Ambrose, I probably should say, rather than the bland character that he was as a face. Um... But they've turned him into the most stereotypical cheap ass heel possible, and I don't know why. <laughs> Cause I think it's fair to say he's one, he should be one. He he is and was the one one of the best talkers in the company, and as you said, they're making him do promos which you probably do as a developmental person in an XT. It's it just doesn't make sense to me why. Like I can understand you changing his attire and stuff like that. To I don't know why. Well, I don't know why they picked Bane as, as um inspiration. Especially a movie that's like six uh, six hundred six years old, I think. <laughs> um, but I mean, it it it's just I think they've just they've just buggered it. They've just he all he should have stayed quite silent throughout, and he's they've just turned him into a whingy little bitch. It doesn't really make sense to me what they've done, and I don't get what the I don't get what the long game is here. Like I I know they're going to I know they'll probably want to upgrade Seth to a main main event roster talent, which is easy. But what I don't get why they've made Dean so generic. That's probably the word for it is generic. In in doing so, and I mean he he'll probably win on Sunday, um somehow. I think he'll win. But um, I, I just don't, I don't get the character, and I don't get what the plan is with him, Andy. It's just very, it's just very stupid. I, I, I just, I, it just seems stupid to me.
1: Yeah, Ben Ambrose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, Ambrose for me, the damage was done two years ago. That Royal Rumble, he um, was quite hot then, and it was, it was around about that time where the uh, they had the show that they couldn't do because of the weather and all that palaver. There was a real opportunity there. He was hot, and they booked him to be a goofball that night. And he was a goofball for a long time after that. And I think he really, really suffered. He got a WWE title run. Uh, The initial part of it, he got a big pop when he won it. And there was that match against Triple H where he thought he'd won. And obviously there was the authority thing coming and it was overturned. He got a huge pop that night, so he looked like he had potential, but that title run for me was hugely disappointing. Uh, that was the opp- that was his opportunity, and I don't think he really grabbed that opportunity and made the most of it. He was on the, the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast, and Stone Cold was giving him uh, some advice and some tips, and he seemed averse to be taking those tips, and the... The body, language, the impression that you were getting watching that as they were recording it was he was none too appreciative of being handed a vice, you know, because he was the champion. But <clears throat> I might be wrong. You might might not be the way he was taking it. But he, I I think he really passed up his opportunity and he coasted and he just fell into um, a slumber, and his character went from potentially bona fide main event into mid card. And the only way that uh, Dean Ambrose was really reawakened for me was during the the Shield. They got Ambrose and, and Rollins back together. That initially worked really well. And then obviously there was the injury. Comes back to a pop, not quite the same level. And for me, this turn, it was hugely impactful. It was massively impactful, the turn that night. But everything since has been utter dross. Utter, utter dross. And like you said, yeah, stereotypical. It is as all the right as what an old Midwest or Southern wrestling, uh, God knows where, some local TV show from 1985 and decided that's the promo that we need to cut. That's the Dean Ambrose. And it's been awful, God awful. And uh, there's just something missing for me he he doesn't feel like he's a main event player seth rollins is and this this feud that should be really really hot as hell isn't it doesn't even look like seth rollins is connecting to it as though he knows that yeah this is this is not working uh seth needs to move on very quickly they want to switch the title and, and get rollins chasing the universal championship that's fine Give give Ambrose, give Bane Ambrose the, the Intercontinental title, but get them to part their ways because Seth Rollins needs to be at the main event and Dean Ambrose, I'm afraid, is just mid-card.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um I think you've summed it up perfectly there, Andy. It's just You can you, the thing is you can see where Seth Rollins goes from after Ambrose, but you don't see where Ambrose goes. It's almost like when um you mentioned it when Ambrose won the WWE title he was I think he won it in a triple threat match with the other Shield members, didn't he? After that it was almost a struggle and then he obviously got in a feud of AJ Styles and then he felt like the secondary character. And he kind of feels like that now. And I don't see where Ambrose goes once he wins the title. I mean, outside of Seth Roll, I don't see what a natural feud for it, for him is. I mean Raw's as we keep saying it, is booked to hell. He's obviously a heel now, and all the faces useful faces are tied up in stupid stupid little feuds um with um just well lackey or authority lackeys aren't they? so I mean yeah. you can't, re- you can't maybe really maybe you can you can
1: have the new uh, the new Dolph Ziggler who's been cast aside by uh, Drew oh. McIntyre and, and 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 then Dean and and Dolph can have their the the forgotten about other guy I remember, I remember,
2: remember when that was the SummerSlam main event? <laughs> yeah, uh, dear. Oh god, that's gonna happen now, isn't it? That'll work. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really. I just don't see where Dean goes from it because they've booked him in such a generic way. There's not really anything he can do, and all the other faces have been booked quite shitly. So, I mean, unless they extend the Seth Rollins thing, two the Royal Rumble but I think that would be a mistake for Seth Rollins
1: part yeah, of his I part. think it would so be it just... I, I would ex- I expect that's what they'll probably do though but yeah I'm with you I think it will be a mistake to to keep Rollins with him for too much longer but I think it's natural that they'll they'll do that yeah. and hopefully Rollins has something else to go for because he needs to step out of that and get back into the main event picture
2: yeah yeah, absolutely. It's um I just like it's as I'm just disappointed by it. I mean, I don't think it's Dean Ambrose's fault because he's obviously been told what to do and what and obviously he'll have some creative freedom, but it's just he's he's working with the most turd gimmick possibly given to him and I think he deserves better because as you say, once upon a time he was he was the he was the mouthpiece and the most interesting one of the shield when it first came about, or I thought he was anyway. And it has been pretty much downhill since then, really. Yeah. Espe- especially since that and um, that uh Triple H feud I think it was a roadblock or something like that. Um yeah. so it's it, it, it's it's just been downhill since then, um uh, for me anyway. So they've got they've got some character surgery to do with him but I I, I just don't see where that surgery is coming from after Seth Rollins.
1: No. Uh, And it's a shame to end what looks like a a really promising card on such a low note. Uh, But, you know, there's a lot in there. 11 matches, I guess probably a couple of them will be on the pre-show. Overall, though, guy, you know, when when you break it down and you put it all together in ring, you know, there's three, four potentially really good matches in there. It should be uh, three, four, maybe even five it it should be a fun show to watch really yeah
2: i mean even even in even in that intercontinental title match i mean it'll still be a good match i think we'll both agree on that but i just don't like the character usage so i think it'll be more good than bad i mean we've talked about a couple bad matches i mean i didn't even know the mixed match challenge match was on there but i there's a there's a few there's a naya ronda's going to be bad. Or just playing, um, and and the tables match going to be horrendous. So there's at least, I mean, there's at least two or three matches you can probably skip uh, if you're watching it on the morning after or the day after. But I think overall it's going to be really good. I mean, we've already mentioned two or three matches that could be match of the night. Um, so yeah, I think it'll, I think it'll be good.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Overall, it should be fun. Uh, some interesting directions that they could take it, uh, and and it will be interesting to see w- what they do in some of them situations, and quite where it all goes. But we'll be back next week, won't we, Guy, to uh, to break it all down and uh, go over what does happen.
2: Oh, I when it's ultimately a disappointment as usual.
1: <laughs> <laughs> At least there's no NXT show to completely overshadow them.
2: Uh, i'd I, I take it i'd take a takeover don't worry about that <laughs> uh but yeah i mean it should it should be good fingers crossed
1: yeah so so there you have it folks anyway tlc uh coming at you on the wwe network as we said you know we will be back next week to break it all down in the meantime at pw underscore index is our twitter handle if you want to get uh Involved with us? You want to want to interact with us anyway. Send us your thoughts, opinions, and like we say out on there. There is the the stuff about the end of year podcast that we will be doing our best and worst of um, categories for everything under the WWE umbrella. So do get involved in them. Send them through to us. The the categories are all on there. Uh, and it should be a lot of fun when we come to do that show. But that's just about the, it for this uh, episode 111 of the Pro Wrestling Index, right here on the Anfield Index podcast channel. Bit of a tongue twister. Like you say, we will be back next week to to uh, review the, the all the happenings of TLC and talk about what does happen. But until then, from from myself, Guy. From myself and Guy, I should say, it's a a big thank you to each and every one of you for tuning in and downloading and listening to us each and every week. We really do appreciate it. But till next week, it's bye-bye now.